Love this podcast? Support this show through the supporter feature from Acast. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. This is the Jim Fannin Show on Niagara's News Talk 610. Call now, 905-688-2582, 1-877-610-2582, or text us at 61010. Welcome back, I'm Jim Fannin. Every Sunday at noon, we do the Jim Fannin Show here. Drew Comfort is running the board as usual. James Durlow. Who's in the house going to play some music for us in the bumpers in and out of commercial? Jeff Birch kicks off the first segment with us. We'll go one on one with him. And then one on one with Laura Yep. And no, I'm not, I don't mean boxing. Taking up that challenge. We will talk some pearl gloves. And then James Durlow will come in and talk to us about his career in music and what he's up to, his latest album, his trek around the country, selling the music. Get yourself down with some dead piggy. Piggy, piggy, piggy. Ribfest is on this weekend. It looks good. Well done. Walter Senzik hit that thing hard. Apparently bought 10,000 takeout containers with his sticker on it. It's certainly a conversation piece, and we'll hit that a little bit more later. I got a, I got a rack of ribs last night with no sticker, and I got some heat for it. Somebody came up and said, hey, where's your sticker? I said I insisted. No political propaganda on my takeout container. And I cleaned, I think I got a couple extra ribs. Bibs. Bibs ribs? Yeah, they are beautiful. And I cleaned about six of them before I couldn't eat anymore. And I left the last two on my table with, with a couple of my friends hanging out. I got back. My friends had taken off. My takeout container was still there, but there was two bites out of each of the ribs. Like somebody just said, oh... You're not going to take the Sensic sticker, eh? Oh, and you left your take. We're not going to steal your ribs. We're not going to clean them out. We're not going to eat them on you. We'll take two bites out of both of them and just leave them for you so you get the message. I thought that was hilarious. Thank you. Anyway, Rib Fest continues today and tomorrow. And last night, Pete Stock lit it up. We had Pete Peter Gertz in from Theater Crisp last week to talk about it. They're doing the charity event for Red Roof Retreat. All the money went to them, and Colorado lit it up. They came in. Jake Boyd, the drummer of Colorado, came in last week to promote the show, and they were beautiful. Really nice crew. Well-behaved over at Polonial Park on York Road, but... (laughs) I, I realize when I'm there watching Theater Crisp that opened up for Colorado that that's who I came to see. I like Colorado. They're huge. They've made it. They're making some money from it. They're lo- young guys, know how to rock and roll. But David Cox tap, tap dancing and DJ K flip with a stone cold face. Unbelievable. Jay Beatty on guitar. Kyle spitting out the rap. It was a nice show. And a nice crowd. So all the money went to Red Roof Retreats. They did a nice job out there. 
And then at Canal Days, I guess, is going off, too. Platinum Blonde, Honeymoon Suite. Drew, are you catching this stuff? <laughs> Drew loves it when I talk to him, when the mics are turned over to the live music. Because <laughs> he can't talk. I talk to him all he does is shake his head through the glass. It's awesome. Coming up next, we're going to go one-on-one, quick, short, hard-hitting segment with Mr. Birch, Jeff Birch for Mayor, if you're following him on Twitter. And then the second, bottom of the hour, the second segment, third segment technically, this is the first segment. Bottom of the hour, we'll go to Laura Yip, we'll talk about her time on council, her re-election, well, I guess it's not a re-election campaign, it's an election campaign. For her ward seat, her time on council, and pearl gloves. Her opponent got a new job, too. That'll soften her up more than she is already. (laughs) Taking trips to California, Silicon Valley. Jessica Potts is Laura Yip's opponent for pearl gloves. And Yip has been training like a machine, man. We'll talk about her addiction to getting into shape and punching somebody in the mouth. All that and more coming up on the Jim Fannin Show right here on 610 CKTB. From his land, far across the seas, through heat, through ice, through snow, where we have come this far, let us not fear now, it is and it's more. More than we can know oh, Countless Generations They mix They enchant Our blood To suit Oh, and to survive The wars The famines And the floods Our hearts, minds come to see. You're listening to the Jim Fannin Show on 610 CKTV. Love is not kind. Love isn't seeing. And love is not blind. But it is, it's all these things. And they're given to see. That kind of love that we are, oh, we are meant to be. Oh, no, love isn't taking long walks by the sea, getting to know you. But it's all of these things, and they're given to see that kind of love that we are, or we are meant to be. Welcome back. I am Jim Fannin. That's James Durlow playing some live bumper music for us today. Jeff Birch is in the studio. How are you doing, brother? 
Doing good, Jimmy. How are you? I'm good. Very impressive walking down William Street, seeing, what, 60, 70 people, it seemed like. Anyways, coming down the street in purple gear. Yeah, I... A little, little over 60 people out, so it's right. a good show. It was pretty impressive just seeing them walk down the street like that, so well done on the organization. Now, Thank you. it looks like uh, it's a little bit of a war zone for the campaigns out there. I see Peter Secord campaign and handed out his uh, platform to people. Of course, everyone knows Walter Sensick took the stickers on the... Mm-hmm. on the containers there, and then was partially emceeing the event, too, so he's getting some great exposure there. Uh, what's your strategy when you're going to the park with all your peeps wearing the purple? Well, yeah, it was interesting to see the different approaches to yeah. uh, campaigning in the park. Definitely. Mine is, uh, I'm trying to build uh, build an army of purple supporters, so uh, oh, yeah. it's just really a show of how many volunteers uh, we can have and how many building some teamwork before the election starts, so... Uh, we had a lot of fun, as you know, my campaign office right down the street at King and Williams. So we, yeah, old well, Green Party yeah, quarters. Burn Smith, I think, right, was parked yeah. in there. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was on St. Paul Street, fifty-two St. Paul, which That's is right, I think yeah. is uh, Christina's now. But uh, yeah. how do you like being downtown with the campaign? Oh, it's great. Yeah, it, it's uh, really where it belongs. And yeah. uh, you know, I've worked a lot on downtown issues like the Spectator facility and current issues like the Garden City Co-op. And uh, it's, uh, you know, a lot of our supporters are downtown and, and working on uh, on issues and things downtown. So it's a perfect place to be. What's your over overriding strategy for getting yourself elected as mayor? It's really building uh, building support. Uh, as you know, we came out pretty early, and we've, we've really just been building up a volunteer base. And uh, there's a lot of things that go on at this point that you don't necessarily see, like uh, building up databases and lists and things like that. So uh, opening or, you know, having a, a campaign office that people can work in early and uh, recruiting volunteers has been really important so that when we hit the ground in a, in a couple of weeks doing canvassing and things like that, uh, we've got an army of supporters that can get all the work done. Who have you gotten? Uh, who you gotten on board? Has the mayor given you an endorsement yet? I always predicted that would come. It seemed like a natural thing. He's on the the front of my leaflet. I saw so. that. So he hasn't officially come out and endorsed you, but he is yeah. in your photo. Yeah, yeah. He's he's supported me all along. The mayor asked me to consider running a couple of years ago, so he's really encouraged me to put my name forward all along. So, um, as far as official endorsements go, that's really up to the the people that uh, that give them and and. Uh, you know, we'll, we'll see how that goes. Do you think there's a certain segment of the voters that will hold that against you, your relationship with the mayor? Because of maybe they don't like, you know, the tax implications that we've taken on? Or I wouldn't worry about it myself. I mean, I've I've been, uh, you know, supportive of all of the things that we've moved forward with over the last eight years. So, uh, it, you know, I, I those are the things I support, and, and I supported his positions and his leadership over that time. So, uh, it would be kind of dishonest to be, to break with it at this point. Mm-hmm. Now you're using social media quite well as well, and then I see Walter coming out saying that you know he's a specialist. But then, mm-hmm. you know, five tweets of that box that he told people to tweet out were three of them for, were media. So yeah. I mean, I guess he doesn't have the maybe the savvy that he thinks he does. How are you using it? Well, I've got uh, you know I'd like love to take credit for my social media, but to be honest, you don't know I've much got, about it, do you? <laughs> I've got good people around me. Okay, let's good. put it that way. I, I'm learning a lot about it, and uh, I try and get uh, some advice from people like uh, Laura here uh, every once in a while. But uh, 
she doesn't want to give it to me. But no, no. <laughs> yeah, it, it's going pretty well, and uh, I think that uh, there's a difference between campaigning with social media and maybe selling a product or running a business with social media, and mm-hmm. that's kind of some of the confusion that you're seeing. It has different different implications when you apply social media to an election campaign. People can steal your hashtags and things like oh, that. Oh, yeah, well, we'll get into that maybe <laughs> if we have time. Uh, Peter Secord, a good friend of mine, an old-time friend of mine. I know uh, Peter probably 30 years. Uh, consider him a friend, somebody I could call if I needed something. Uh-huh. He, uh, I was really impressed with his platform that he came out with. He sounded great with Tommy. Well, at least the first half of it. He was really strong. I think maybe he got fl- flustered and frustrated in the last half of the segment uh, or half of the hour when he was on with them. But and, and we're, we don't need to talk about your platform too much. I, I get an idea of what it is, and it's mm-hmm. out there for people to want to find it. But what are you seeing from the other platforms that you say, meh, not so... Not so good. I mean, Peter's platform, he, he asked me yesterday, I said, dude, it's exactly what the electorate wants to hear. Now, I think most people don't get that being mayor, you're only one vote, and you can't control all those things. So you can say you want to cut taxes, freeze taxes, you can say all these things, and that sounds good. That might even get you elected, but really the mayor doesn't have that much control over stuff. But what are you seeing in these platforms that you, you're not agreeing with? Exactly Everything. what you just said. <laughs> that's it. No, Jeff, that, that's Jeff really Bird's uh, from Air. He's yeah. out of here. <laughs> <laughs> that's really the point, uh, Jim, is that uh, you know you have to understand if you're applying for a job, you have to understand what that job entails. And uh, this job is really one about leadership and setting an example and trying to get a, a council or a, a budget committee to row in one direction and under your leadership. And, and at the end of the day, though, you uh, on a budget committee, you're one of six votes. Uh, I disagree with uh, Mr. Secord's take on on what a budget committee does. Uh, I was the last budget chair, and, and um, you know, I had more control than the mayor did. The mayor was one vote. He's an ex-officio member on that committee. And uh, you have to get that's that's a um, they make recommendations to council, and then you're as mayor, you're one of thirteen votes at council. So uh, you know it's it's not like you can make promises now, like freezing taxes for a couple of years, and, and think that you can actually carry that through. That's the that's council that makes that decision, not one person. Now I called you the accessible one yesterday, and I referred to Walter as the untaggable candidate, only because I mean. <laughs> When I got this show, I reached out to Walter and said, hey, come on the show. That got me blocked from Facebook. So I don't see him as a consensus builder or somebody. It seems to me and uh, that sometimes sometimes in this city and this you know i get so tired of the the town the small mental small mind mind small town mentality that you know if you're not in it with us and we just we went head to head as ndp green guys and we could go for beers after what do you think about this exclusive type of uh elitist attitude that you're either with me or you're dead because i i mean i can't get 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 couple of the guys in town even look my way these days. I, I think that some of that comes from a certain uh, portion of the business community, and it's unfortunate, but I think it's changing. I think that a lot of it also comes from a, an inappropriate level of partisanship that comes into uh, into local politics. I think uh, municipal politics needs to be a place where, regardless of what party you belong to or what your political stripe uh, you can get together with people of other opinions, and you can even form a, a, a team uh, around an election campaign 
because municipal issues are not provincial or federal issues, and you find people from different political parties can actually sit I down. I noticed that with the people walking down uh, William Street yeah, yesterday yeah. with your crew. Yeah. I saw a couple really surprising faces there, and I wasn't quiet about it either. I didn't realize that my voice could echo between the Melrose Building and yeah. what used to be Home Trust down there. But uh, talk to us a little bit about controlling the message. How, how do you think you've been doing with that? Some guys have let it slip away from We talked about the Our Home S. TC as a hashtag that Walter brought out, and now every Mike Garrett, one of my favorite tw- uh, tweeters, mm-hmm. is all over this, and it <laughs> seems like it's getting muddied up all. Yeah, I mean, I jumped on it yesterday. I left it alone for about a week and a half, but then after Secord ripped it off at his launch, I'm like, look at yeah. this! This is awesome. <laughs> you try and claim something as your own. Peter Secord rips it, and then Walter does a a media release after Secord rips it saying, hey, this is my hashtag. Well, it's not yeah. your hashtag. Anybody can tweet it. Mara's campaign is a big campaign, and you may be seeing a few rookie mistakes uh, from people that aren't used to running a Understandable, campaign. Understandable, too, I guess, yeah, especially sure. from guys that aren't politicians. Peter Secord, not so much, but... Yeah, running a campaign of this size, and, and really, you're not, you know, you, you can't... Uh, everyone's going to try and stake out their territory, but really, you have to pick... Uh, you know, a simple platform and you have to keep repeating it. And those are your priorities. And you have to, uh, you know, educate people as to this is my campaign. These are my priorities and stick on message. You can't control other people's messages. Did you drop your NDP membership? I heard you did. Yeah, I'm not going to be a member of any political party. And okay. I have, I'm really proud to have uh, people from all four political parties on my campaign. Dude, you're team. really working the liberals over. Yeah, Did you, really are you really over, uh, in with the executive of the Liberal <laughs> Association in this town? Have uh, they got your back? Uh, you know, I, I've I've been to a few events, and uh, they they're just joining my my campaign team, and uh, it's really a progressive politics that I'm that I'm going after. So it, it doesn't matter to me. You can be a progressive, conservative, or liberal, or New Democrat. I've got a green uh, a couple of green people volunteering. So um, you know, everyone's welcome if you're progressive and you have progressive ideas. That, like I said, municipal politics is where people can come together and put the park the party at the door. Now, I've been very critical of Walter Senzik staying on as GM, top mm-hmm. staffer of the GNCC, while he campaigns for mayor. I think it's a huge conflict of influ- interest. I think that he's going to look to have influence in some of these debates. I tried to do a debate. It's a no-go. It's not happening. It's not going <laughs> off, right? So I appreciate you coming in. <laughs> you know, Peter Secord, good yeah. friend of mine, like I said, had a, had a, an invitation last week for the second time. Oh. You know, he went up north. I understand you got to get away with the wife when you need, when you, when you have time to and, uh, all that. But speak to your, I know that some people have been taking shots at you for staying on as, uh, executive director of the folk arts. You see that as a conflict, obviously not, or you would have stepped down. But how do you answer that accusation? Well, first of all, people have to make a living. And uh, that's if, you know, your full time job is your full time job. Now, now, when you look at, um, the folk arts position, for example, a lot of people will misinterpret that because they identify it with the festival, and that's not actually what I do. I I run a two million dollar settlement operation. I have twenty six staff, and we provide federal uh, settlement services to newcomers. We service about fifteen hundred newcomers a year in Niagara. We have offices all over Niagara, so uh, it's it's not uh, you know it's not conflictual for me to do that. Now, am I careful about using the the folk arts name? It, and mixing it with campaigning, absolutely. Uh, and, you know, that's just common sense. You don't want to offend people or there may be people that are, 
associated with the folk arts that are supporting other candidates, uh, you know, and, and, you know, you have to respect other people's opinions and not abuse your, your position in order to get votes. That's really what I think the key is. You going to stay clean throughout this or you expect that you're going to get down in the mud with the piggies and get dirty? Because no. it's, it's been so far so good, but you, <laughs> yeah. you did have an anonymous complaint on your campaign sign. You had yeah. to change that. That cost you some dough. You learned a stiff lesson there, uh, one that you sh- probably should have known already. But I guess the bylaw was kind of vague, but in mm-hmm. the interest of just being correct, you put it, you, you got it, you got to change. Yeah. And what was the deal with it? Were the letters too big or... Well, what did it have to say? All it said was Jeff Birch for mayor, and now it says Jeff Birch campaign headquarters, right? Yeah, it, it really had to do with the sign bylaw and what constitutes an election sign. And so um, it, it said Jeff Birch for mayor. And I guess if it says Jeff Birch campaign office, it's not an election sign. So oh. who know, you know, okay. I, I, it still says my name. It's still in big purple letters. So I'm not no, we have the, sure. The, the, the Ontario uh, Municipal Act. Is, no, this is, is the, a sign bylaw of the okay. city. Yeah, right. and it really what it's designed for is so that people don't uh, get into putting up lawn signs, you know, three months before the election. Yeah, now is it is a sixty day window? The twelfth of uh, September is that when we can put signs? No, up? No, I think it's like the twenty eighth or 29th of August. Okay. So sixty days. Now, before talk to election. me about this discrepancy about campaigning on city property. We heard all this bull about mm-hmm. uh, Ford Fest and how he was not allowed to have signs, pamphlets, or anything. He couldn't campaign in that park. In fact, they wouldn't have rented him the park if it had been for the campaign. He said it was a family party and open to the public thing. Mm-hmm. So, what's the deal with campaigning at Montebello? Well, I think you can. I mean, campaign. T-shirts, I guess, are good, but I heard that you know, no signage, no, no literature, and, and nothing like that. But it seems like they're flouting it, or I'm not understanding the law. I right. think that if someone rents a, a park, they're really standing in the place of the city as the renter. So I think that it's really up to the person who is who is leasing that okay. space. Yeah. Whereas awesome. uh, on city property, city hall, front yard of city hall, uh, you're, you're not allowed to campaign. So. When I made my announcement, I even walked off the property onto the sidewalk. Uh, you know, mm. so you know you gotta you gotta be a, a aware of what the laws are and, and try and follow them. But mistakes are made by people, and and uh, you know you just correct it as quickly as you can and move on. Jeff Birch for mayor. You can catch him on Twitter, Facebook. You can call him up at City Hall. Some names, numbers right there on the website. Up next, James Durlow's taking out a soap with some music, and then Laura Yip and I are going to mix it up. And no, I do not mean boxing. All that more right here on 610 CKTB. Well, now I thought that you were just a man, that you were lost in your own trials and the tribulation, but you're young. And old. Oh, and me, well, I'm hardly new, and we are still in the moment of creation. You're listening to the Jim Fannin Show on 610 CKTV. Oh, a brother is one whose heart is found a home. And in this world as it shared a love that is light and the light that is without end oh so here's to my brothers in the far away place 
touched in this Amazon dream. Welcome back. I'm Jim Fannin. We're tight Take today. James Durlow's playing some bumpers in and out from the commercial break. As normal. Oh, next week, Jen Chapin, Harry Chapin's daughter. She is awesome. Been really getting into her music. She's playing live next week for us, coming through with the Nagra Tour. Get yourself down to Rib Fest. Oh, thank you. Yoga by Laura. <laughs> Yoga by Sarah, my friend, takes an ad, gives these guys at Rotary a thousand bucks. They put Yoga by Laura on the. I'm not doing yoga. I got her ribs. She's vegan. I got her ribs last night. And they were awesome until somebody took bites out of them. My guest next is Laura. Yep. Laura, thanks for making the time and being accessible. I really appreciate thanks that. Thanks for having me. Now, did you get down to Rip Fest yet? No. Well, you're not a meat eater, but well, you're just a, not going for the party, well, just a, no, the electioning? I, I, or, no. You, know, you, you go down to see the go, uh, campaign stickers on the takeout? No, I've seen I've seen enough pictures and heard enough discussion yeah. about them that I don't need to go see them for myself. Now, I think this is awesome. Now, I like to think that I, I want to be part of the solution, right? Am I a critic? Absolutely. Do I have a take? Yeah. Do I have a big mouth? Am I going to tell you how you think? But at least if, you, if I have a problem with you, I'm going to come to you and tell you. I'm not going to go to 100 other people and say, oh, you know, this... You know, so I like to think I'm direct that way. Some people are intimidated by that. But just like I said, when Walter Senza came out for Pearl Gloves, he looked the part. He played the part. Now he's emceeing. He's not fighting this time around. Give credit where credit's due. I don't Mm -hmm. have any problem doing that, whether it's you, Matt Sisko, the mayor, Jeff Birch. You do something stupid, you're going to hear about it. You do something great, I'm going to give you cred for it. Just like Peter Secord ripping that hashtag at his launch was genius. I'm not surprised nobody did it before, but with Sandra Sabo standing at the lectern, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, for a fundraising speech probably in Peter's backyard, and then to rip that and to get guys like Cisco retweeting, I think it's genius. And what do you think about the hashtag and the hijacking of it? Now, now Garrett's calling it hashtag gate. It's brilliant. Okay, well, we have to stop using gate suffix on everything because yeah, it's okay. just not. <laughs> um, I mean, so so Senzik launches on June 24th. Secord launches on July 23rd, I think, and rips off the hashtag. And then there's a media release about the hashtag, as if to say, no, no, it was it's mine. mine. <laughs> right? Um, hashtags are not intellectual property, right? right. And people make up hashtags. All th- I've had some really silly Twitter exchanges with people where we've just hashtagged everything, yeah. right? So it's not... Uh, if you're trying to do it to build community, which is what the media release says, right. indicates, then really? Why are well, you I read a media about... that Walter said that he was going to bring more people out to the polls with his expertise in social media. I, I mean, so. I'm savvy in social media, but even if you put the best of social media minds together, I don't care how many followers you got, yeah. it's not going to change the outcome of the polls, I don't think. No, it's not. And I mean, it's it, it's in line with, it's not the same thing, but it's in line with things like online voting don't increase voter turnout. So, hmm. yeah, they don't. Um, so, you can engage people better by using social media well, but having a temper tantrum over your hashtag is maybe not the way to do that. Um, <laughs> nice choice of words. Sorry. <laughs> the always diplomatic Laura. Yep. Now tell us a little bit about your time on council. You're appointed, so yes. I, I, I retract what I said. You're really not in a re-election campaign. No, and I'm not. I'm not using your signs. Re-elect. Can't say re-elect, they, right? Well, or I mean, I they? guess they can. Oh, because but officially, that's... were you elected? 
No, but, okay. but and that's the thing. I mean, people have said, "Oh, you should use reelect." Um, no, and but that doesn't—that's yeah, not doesn't respectful of the process, right? No, sure. So I was appointed. Um, I will be using return, Laura. Yep, to to get the message okay. out there that there I I am there. You're there, and you want to go back? Uh, yeah. Um, but no, I I fully respect the process, and uh, I won't be using reelect. Okay. So. Now, how about your time on council? How's it been? Tell me what you've been frustrated by. First of all, because yeah, all the good things are good, and you can talk about that all day. What have I been frustrated by? I get, you know, I'm not, uh, I'm not the best politician. I get frustrated <laughs> by the political kind of. You get frustrated by politicians. Stuff, yeah. <laughs> now that you are one, you don't really consider yourself one. Well, and it's fun. Well, yeah, and I, I think. I mean, other people don't really consider me one. I've, I've had conversations with people. They've said, oh, I don't want any politicians there. And then somebody goes, hey, Laura's over there. And they go, oh, right. But she does, she's not really a politician. Right. Um, so, I mean, because I think, you know, there's really we should just be getting down to business and putting a lot of that, the, the politics aside mm-hmm. and doing what needs Party to be done. Party stripes. And, yeah. 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 Now, you've got an extremely more elevated profile now than you did before you were appointed, yeah. I would suspect, and especially with Pearl Gloves, I mean, you're out there. Yes. So how, how are you handling the extra exposure that your life is getting and the microscope that you could possibly be coming under? Um, it's uncomfortable for me. I'm, uh, I mean, people, people are surprised when I say this, but I'm actually a massive introvert. Mm. So to have all the attention and, you know, to go somewhere and somebody who I don't know approaches me and says, how's the training going? I'm like, who are you? (laughs) Um, Having the extra attention is, uh, yeah, it's uncomfortable and it's difficult, but it's part of the gig. What do you, are you going to have an official campaign launch or you're already in campaign mode? I mean, um, you, launched, you filed your papers. Oh, I filed my papers before January. I was appointed so okay. that everybody would know what right. my intentions were. Um, no, I won't be having any sort of big official campaign launch. I'll just, uh, the campaigning will start very soon, likely. Okay. But uh, Who do you expect to be running against? Is there anybody, uh, is Robert George Well, right filed? now we've got, um, in alphabetical order, uh, Robert George, Andrew Muhlenbeck, and Sal Sorrento. Running oh, Sal's in again? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So the wow. three of them are running against me in that ward. I anticipate that there will be two more people, um, but that remains to be seen. They've got a month and a bit to, to file their nomination. What's your overriding strategy for getting yourself elected? Um, first of all, letting people know that I am, that I am there, that I've worked and that I did, regardless of the fact that I was appointed, I still worked hard to be there. I worked hard in two election campaigns to get elected. Um, so I've, I've done the the footwork in that regard and I will do it again. Um, but I mean, I'm, I'm looking at, you know, fiscal responsibility. We have to do, people keep saying we have to retain the youth, but there's a whole lot of things that go into that, um, to, to do that. Um, Consensus building, community building, communication. I mean, that one of the biggest complaints that at least I've heard and I've heard it for years is that um, people, once they're elected, stop communicating with the people who elected them. Right. Mm. So um, I'm, I've always been a big proponent for just communicating. Pearl Gloves, how pumped are you about that? I'm and e- how uncomfortable is it going to be to punch that pretty Jessica Potts in the... <laughs> um, well, okay, so Pearl Gloves itself, I'm, I'm probably equal parts terrified and excited about this. Um, Jessica and I are friends. I mean, she keeps saying she can punch me in the face, which is a little frightening. Um, I don't know if I can punch her in the face. We haven't we haven't gotten there yet. But You haven't uh, sparred with her yet? No, there's been no sparring yet. Um, you got knocked out the other day. Or knocked down. I got knocked down. Okay. I got knocked down and couldn't breathe. And now, that is was that, not fun. Is that 
Terrence that knocked you down? Yes. So he can hit. Yeah. And he has no problem hitting a girl. No. Well, I think he got, if you've <laughs> got boxing gloves on. You're in the you're, ring, man. Right. you got your gear on and you're sparring. <laughs> so, yeah. You're going to have to be taught um, the hard way yeah. what it's like to take a hook to the head. Yeah. He took me down, uh, got me right sort of under my ribs. And, oh, it was uh, a body shot. Oh, yeah. It was a Ooh. body shot. And on my way down, I was going, no, no, stay up. He's stay back. Up. No, I'm down. I couldn't even. I, there was no. nothing. I couldn't do anything. How, what's it been uh, like training with Terrence? He's an animal, eh? Um, he's 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 a great trainer, a yeah. uh, great motivator. Um, so I train with him once or twice a week. I haven't been in the last two weeks because of my schedule, but um, trained with him once or twice a week. And then I'm at the St. Catharines Boxing Club uh, about twice a week as with well. With Flash, yeah. Uh, Is he training you there? Uh, well, he's not training me. He's okay. not a he's not a trainer. Uh, okay. Joe Corrigan, um, oh really? Eh? Is the I guess the head trainer and owner of the boxing club, uh, Paul Zara, who's actually fighting Lafleche, is a trainer there as well. Okay. So I've been doing a bit of work with him, and then whoever else just sort of has time to work hand pads or whatever. Cool. What, what do you want to do to get in trouble after the show stops today? Because I mixed it up yesterday on my way to Ribfest, and then I just had to go see what it looked like. I'm not no, Peter. I'm... Peter Seacard's like, oh man, you're really stirring it today. I said, hey, what, what do you want, man? Yeah, come no, on. No, I'm no, Nothing? no. You don't want to get in trouble. With I don't want to get in trouble. All right. Laura, yep. How do we get a hold of you if we want to support you in your campaign? Uh, an extremely long email address, Laura Yip for St. George's Ward at gmail.com or uh, telephone is 905-984-0741. That is Laura Yip. She's standing for re-elect, for election. Return Laura Yip to city council. Thanks for your accessibility. I really appreciate it. No problem. Up next, James Durlo is going to play a full song on the way back. He's going to play... On the way out here, shortly, and on the way back, he'll do a full song, then we'll do a short interview with him, and that ends the Jim Fannin Show on 610 CKTB. Well, there was a time on the wide open prairie, deep in the forest, by the rivers and streams. High on the mountain Oh, one One in love Well, the first time First time Saw you stars, they began to shine, and I could not have dreamt you, woman. You're that fine. That here, here and in this old heart with its cobwebs, such lonely time. You are the morning, and I'm your sun that shines on this new day. Oh, this new day dawning with joy that is ours to find. Let it be and be so forever. It's sweet sight for the blind. Giving thanks with all of 
creation for the wonder that is in all. I promise, I promise now to love you, to answer this call, because the first time that I saw you, the stars began to shine. I never could have dreamt you, woman, you're that. Welcome back. I am Jim Fannin. Every Sunday at noon, we're here. Noon to one, that's James Durlow. He's going to come in and do a little interview with us. And I finally pulled it up. It was a Hits FM presentation. Ill Scarlet, Last Night, and Moist. I love Moist. not a huge fan of Ill Scarlet's. But Canal Days last night hits FM presenting Ill Scarlet and Moist. And we've got an Elvis tribute act coming up today. And then Wainwright, Mike Wainwright's back in town, a longtime friend of the show. The Caverners, Beatles tribute band, are back. They're going to light that thing up. So get your ass down to Rib Fest today. Get yourself a little piggy at Montebello Park. And then get down to Canal Days in Port Colburn. James, thanks very much for coming in. Step right up to the microphone there. And tell us a little bit about uh, yourself to the listeners. Well... I uh, immigrated from Holland in 1950. I immigrated from Holland in 1955 and uh, started school in Wainfleet. Lived in the Niagara Peninsula till I was around 16 years old. Started traveling around, playing music, and eventually got to a point where I uh, had a family and started raising up uh, a son with my wife Joni and uh, worked at the paper mill for. Uh, 22 years and provincial crane before that so oh. uh yeah it's uh pretty good to be retired at 55 and able to travel and play music and do what's on my heart to do where have you been traveling around playing music well um a couple years ago shortly after i retired we did a tour across the country from victoria back this way with a fellow called Xavier Rudd. He's an environmental activist, and he invited uh, the Onyagra singers to go along and play the big drum. And now locally, you're doing stuff locally as well? Yeah. Um, I know you played the my, coach at uh, Batter Up Fish and Chips. There. Oh, that's yeah. my connection to you. Lisa Bitter <laughs> recommended you highly, so that's how you got in here. So. Yeah, and um, the My Stage Mondays. Yeah, uh, what a great gig, eh? Yeah. Aaron Burgler, Berger and Nathaniel Gould, yeah. I think, are the spe- are spearheading that. Right. And talented yeah. out the wow. Yeah. I mean, Aaron Burger and, and Nathaniel as well. Nathaniel from Black Flies, Aaron Burger from Aaron Burger and the Blue Stars. But right. what a talent. Yeah, and they're bringing together a lot of people that are just, you know, really love to play and, and want to get their music and their hearts out there. And uh, there's a lot of stuff going on. There's... Uh, Seems to be a real concentration of artists, uh, you know, getting together and, you know, getting past a lot of, you know, the politics and stuff and just getting mm. down and playing good music. Now, Last just... Monday was phenomenal at uh, the Capitol Yeah, Cube. I missed that one. 
Oh, too bad. Uh, yeah, I've been out the previous three or four weeks, I think I've been out to it, and uh, just a great feel. It was somebody's birthday last week or something? Or? Uh, well, we did uh, Lori's. All the PPP uh, played last well, week, Well, the too. PPP played, and they were doing, uh, um, you know, trying to support uh, Lori for her. Oh, okay, yeah. Lori Lococo running for city council. Right. Now, how do you uh, describe your music? Well, I call my uh, music spirit folk medicine. What's that mean? Well, I, so, I started off as a folk singer, right? Okay. But I Medicine realized for that, the soul. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Cool. And um, we, you know, are a collective of people. We have an energy that we share, an appreciation that we share. And I realized, you know, like you know, like audiences and their appreciation of what you're giving them is going to determine, you know, what they are able to take away from a performance, and so what you're able to give them is giving them back what we all share in terms of appreciation for the life and the, you know, the creator that's within us all. I'm glad you mentioned that. Now I'm meeting a lot of people that are heavily spiritual, but without God, how do you have spirituality in your life without God? Well, I don't think we can ever adequately describe God. I think that's so you believe in a that, higher power, a creator, or something that's a controlling, whether you call it the universe or Buddha or whatever you call it. You, you believe well, I think I think that you know all the different references are, are shards of that truth that uh, come together to give us the whole picture. And uh, as we respect each other and honor that in each other, the you know the the fullness of that spirit folk medicine will come together in a way that we can understand and see more through an open heart. And, uh, you know, the intellect can then, you know, delve into, you know, a fertile ground and continue to understand and realize and and celebrate this life that, you know, we've been given, you know, like, you know, all of creation is the most generous gift of all. It's everything. And, uh, yeah, we've got lots to be thankful for. So when we realize that around us and in us and in each other, you know, life can be a celebration. No, your album's called The Ancient Unborn Voice. Where'd you get the title for that and what's it mean? Well, The Ancient Unborn Voice is is realizing that this eternal moment of creation is actually as infinite and perfect as we're willing to accept. And when we can look back over the you know, the countless generations that have come before that have brought us to this moment in time and be faithful and respectful for, with that so that those generations that are yet to come can know that there's a good and sure, solid link to being in this opportunity to experience and celebrate life. James, thank you very much for coming in. I appreciate your time. Well, you got anything up for the holiday weekend? Well, I haven't What's made left any plans, but something's going to come up, I'm okay. sure. <laughs> My thanks to Jeff Birch, Laura Yip for coming in and going one-on-one with me, and James Durlow for providing some music for our bumpers and an interview at the end of the show. I am Jim Fannin. I will see you Monday. That's tomorrow. 9 to 1. I'm in for Tommy's last day on holidays. And Sunday next week at noon, every week at noon right here on 610 CKTV. I'm Jim Fannin, and I'm out.